What's going on, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Carbonite Bounty VS with me and the nerds here. How's everyone doing this week? Oh, really great. Yeah, great. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Great, man. It's a real week, huh? It's the end already. The end right of now. the end. end. The, end. Of the, ah, so, uh, the end of yeah. the beginning. The beginning. Correct. The end, but a new beginning. There we, so, go. Uh, there we go. So, yeah, if anybody's new to the channel, this is Carbonite Bounty VS with me and a group of our fellow nerd friends here just review uh, all things Star Wars. This particular podcast in this series has been the Book of Boba Fett. So um, this is just basically our panel discussion for everybody to kind of get an idea. And for you guys to have those discussions, whether you're watching us live and or listening to us. But before we even get into a little bit of what we do, let's let our guy DP let you guys know where to find us at. Nerdcyclopedia.com, people, make sure that you're going to that site because you will see all our favorite or your favorite platforms there. And you can add us at Nerdcyclopedia on Facebook, Instagram, and also on Twitter. Make sure that you are, when you are on YouTube, if you're watching us right now, you hit that subscribe and notification button. So anytime that we're on, you know that we're on. Um, if you're listening to us on podcasts, you know, radio, um, we are on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast, we are there. And most of all, send, some, send us some feedback to at nurseacopedia.com. We love getting your feedback, and um, if you're on our Facebook group, um, it's Carbonate Bounty BS, a Star Wars group. Make sure that you're leaving us some feedback there. Appreciate that. And, yeah, as we alluded to, so, I mean, this is the end here of the – or at least the first uh, first full chapter or first complete uh, graphic set here of the Book of Boba Fett. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, we'll just start with kind of everybody's overall thoughts. So we'll start with uh, the marshal down there. <laughs> so <clears throat> my first impression i watched it a couple times today my first impression was they've got they've they've got the the story connected back to the original trilogy so everything that i enjoy about star wars is coming to volition here in this actually in this in this episode you got you got a rancor eating a minion you've got Order 66 call out because the power engine, I mean, you've got the, the, the good guys getting turned on in multiple scenes, cut scenes all at the same time. Um, multiple call outs with dialogue dispensed with the pleasantries. Great. Um, I, I can't remember what the, uh, the female mods name is, but all of almost all of her lines were Padme. Almost <laughs> identical. We, you know, this is, uh, you know, we, we have we have to make our stand. We can't, we can't let them run over us. I mean, there were all these call outs to the original trilogy and story. And I like the way they sort of got past, pushed past all our, you know, the, the thoughts we had that, oh, well, this is Book of Boba Fett. Why are we seeing Mandalorian here? Well, now we know why, because there had to be this connection. We had to see this end game. The end game had to happen. We had to know why. We had to know what man, what Mando was doing and how he got involved. Legit, actually, the only tr problem I have with this episode is not enough jetpack. So <laughs> they started the battle with the jetpack, right? And why didn't they not use it as a defensive or an offensive measure at any other point during that that skirmish? If y'all watched it, you probably have the same question, but. Right. Maybe we can talk about that later, but I thought this was a great way to end 
a run, but also set up a new a new beginning with the Mandalorian episode or season that's coming out because you know we're gonna get crossover, you know, we're gonna get all you know, call outs from whatever. So it's, it's not really like a, a series finale. It's more like a series beginning to a next episode. Right. Some really great things, really great uh, sections with the with the Power Rangers and how they've they've evolved in the mods. And I mean, Oba riding a Rancor. That was money. That was money right there. Um. And a little bit of, I love, we talked kind of offline about references and a little bit of King Kong in there with the Rancor climbing the tower. So all kind of call outs to like vintage nerddom here in this, in this thing. So I think Maloney and, uh, was really pulling the strings, pulling the heartstrings and really coming up with some great storylines. Loved every second of this episode. Grogu coming back. And I love the decision he made. I love the decision that he took the, the teacher. He wanted the armor and he wanted to see Mando. Which, interestingly, I also have another idea that, okay, the Jedi are a very old religion, but now it's a new religion. Brushed off, changed. I don't think they need to be so staunch and sticky now with the whole emotional attachment piece. I think they can have emotion and train and become Jedi. So I think Grogu is going to be a nice touchstone to kind of swing on that. Maybe swivel back and forth between old and new. Love, love this episode a lot. What about you, DP? Yeah, it was a fun ride. I mean, the um, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad after you know our detours, um, you know, in the last two episodes that we you know got back to why, um, you know, every everything that happened with you know Boba Fett, and uh, I can see why they did what they did with those last two episodes to to um to sort of set up everything they did in the you know in the finale here. So it was a great way, uh, you know, to tie everything to tie everything up. Um, good setup, you know, good payoff. You know, um, it was a um, um, crazy detour. You know, you don't really see that, like I said, during like series and everything. But it got back to, you know, got back on foot and everything. Um, I, I would say that if, if if I had any type of gripes about, you know, the episode, it was that it, 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 it could have used a couple more episodes. You know, it could have um, it could have been a longer season. You know. Um, it seems like these, these these Disney Plus shows, they get out the gate, you know, good, and, you know, um, they get you in and, you know, drawing into it the characters and the plot and the story, and then you're actually, you're, you're, you're looking at episode count, you're like, how are they going to finish this out, <laughs> you know, with only like two or three episodes left or a couple episodes left, and sure enough, while they did wrap up a lot of things here, I would have liked to see a lot more, um, a lot more story and plot. You know, to um, to to make everything just fit right. You know, at least a couple of episodes, ten at the most. You know, it didn't need to be any more than that. But seven was a little bit too short for me. Um, um, I, I was disappointed in a couple things in episodes, but I mean, we'll we'll, we'll talk about that as far as like um, things that they did to characters that I really liked. But um, but overall, I, you know, I, it was a good ride. I mean, you know, I, I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed myself this last episode. What about you, Hitch? 
You know, for me, this was a, this was an episode, and, and they had written a lot of checks this season. I kept saying, that's a check they wrote. That's a check they wrote. That's a check they wrote. Well, I kept saying, that's a check they cashed. They cashed that check. They cashed it. They cashed all the checks they wrote this year. That is all you can really ask for from a TV show. I enjoyed that they brought Grogu back. I enjoyed that they put Grogu in the little co-pilot spot where the droid goes. That got the job done for me because they, they basically telegraphed that was going to happen. And it had to happen. Archer D2 piloting, you know, an X-wing, an X-wing fighter. I said once again, just like uh, with Mandalorian C. I know who has an X-wing. <laughs> and you know, this is this is definitely a western, and it's a really tight western. And I know that because I'm watching this show with my with my wife, and she keeps gasping and saying, "Oh no, I don't want that to happen to the you know to to Grogu." Uh, it's getting all these sorts of reactions just purely based on the plot. It's well put together. The they brought in menacing, you know, escalating tension and escalating threats gradually until it topped out with those those crazy droids, um, which almost felt like something out of a Terminator series, like just out of a different sci-fi genre. Uh, I, I really dug this, and and you know, the only thing that if I had to pick something, it's like the only thing I have a problem with is that you probably should not have killed off Cad Bane. Is he I, is he dead? Is he that's, dead? See, this know. is the thing, right? It's Star right. Wars, and that's why yeah. you know we can all take solace in the fact that he's probably fine. The fight was good, though. Yeah, the fight was good. So I'm still faster. Great line. He could have been like the whole, like just villain the whole episode. I would have been like totally satisfied. The the Scorbinock droids. No, those were from um Clone Wars, right? Yeah, they were. They were. They were droidicas. And yeah, they're big ones. Yeah, they're, they're really big ones. And I correct me if I'm wrong. They shouldn't have been able to shoot through their own shields because the shields are energy weapons. Polarization. They did it on Star Trek. It's fine. Yeah, they, they did Trek it in um. We did an episode. What was it? Episode one. Yeah. Off the bat. It was it's the Trade Federation. I thought that that, that was a, that was a good menace. They paid off the Rancor. That was like another big you know cash check because mm-hmm. they brought Danny Trejo in to tell us all about the Rancor's feelings. And then the Rancor just showed up and, you know, acted exactly like you didn't need to tell me that. That's why it's so cool that you did. Uh, we knew he would, the Rancor was upset, not just angry. <laughs> yeah, and scared. You know. Yeah, and, and, for us, and, and, and scared. I really enjoyed, you know, this episode a lot. I'm excited for the future of Star Wars TV as well, which I think, you know, is the sauce that maybe was missing from the Game of Thrones finale, for instance, where they forgot to make me excited about the next piece of material. And now, you know, we're sitting here and Tatooine is still the center, is the center of the Star Wars universe again. Boba Fett is one of the main characters of the Star Wars universe again. Obi-Wan Kenobi is one of the main characters of the Star Wars universe again. And to echo the thoughts of Ken, you know, they're getting back to the basics and that spirit of 77 that we talk about, where it's, you know, what made Star Wars successful is a pretty space western that had, you know, interesting elements of different philosophies and that's and weirdo, you know, weirdo aliens and a Wookiee. And this 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 show delivers all of those elements in spades and it's just really great. Keeping it simple. Mm-hmm. Keeping it simple, you know. Yeah. And I echo everything you guys say. So um the my only takeaways were I I caught that they changed um black chrysanthemum's name to just chrysanthemum so don't know if that came from above was it was a uh was a quick change kind of like the uh boba fett ship 
name, but uh, I did notice they changed his name pretty quickly the last half of the episodes to Jessica well, Santon. Wasn't Boba calling him Santos? Santo? Uh, I forget, like Chris Santo, maybe. But I know they he even though short name, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they changed it because when um, uh, Fennec was talking to him, she they were just calling him Chris Anton, So I don't know. I if mean, they that, 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 that I don't know. Who knows, man? It's yeah, just yeah, I, I think know. I think if if you're talking about somebody's name and everything, especially yeah. if you're in like fight battle, I don't know if you necessarily say first and last name all the time. You either say right. their nickname or you just say their. Their, their name, Chrysanthemum, just so that you don't have to say too many words. I don't know. Right. But yeah, um, I don't know. I, 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 don't I would, really I would over, overthink that, you know. No, but um, I, I, as we discuss and we'll get into it, um, some of the deaths, I, I just thought, like, even DP, I don't know about 10. I'd like to see, like, maybe, like, a part one and part two. So I'd say eight, one more. I thought that final episode, because I, I expected a battle to be a little bigger, but obviously – this was a as they as we alluded to. We'll get into it more of a tactical strike uh, from the Pikes. So um, wasn't the full fallout war that we thought we'd get. But all in all, I think it was a great series. Um, I will say on a negative, the audience score on this is probably the lowest. Um, and I know DP looks at that as well. But there were a lot of people. I won't say it was us or a lot of you know older Star Wars fans, but a lot of the the audience score this series didn't do well at all. Um, the views were there, obviously, because we wa- everybody watched it. But I know the scores weren't good at all, at least for these last few episodes. And even the beginning of it wasn't too hot. So uh, I liked it. We liked it. Uh, but I guess the majority, who, whoever you may be, didn't really like it as much. Well, it's not like they're going to be dumping their Disney Plus subscriptions anytime soon no. either. So, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll watch it. We'll take it. We'll eat it. You know. you know what? The people that didn't like it need to go back and watch it again. Because I'll have to be honest, when I watched Phantom Menace, the Phantom Menace for the first time, I thought, man, I was I was psyched for this, but you know what? It's a sleeper. Not much going on, very preachy, very talky. But then I understood, well, that's what it was. That's what the, the state of the galaxy was. A lot of politics, a lot of talking, a lot of like, I'll give you this, you give me that. Uh, I want to control this territory. You want to control that. Okay, cool. I'll help you out if you need. You know, it was a very handshakey. The galaxy was very handshake agreements and not a lot of turmoil. So I had to go back and watch The Phantom Menace again and really get a grasp on what was going on. This is now past all that. We know where the galaxy is. We know where it was, where what it's been through, and now where it's at, which is the, sort of a rebuild thing. So you're, you're, we, we expect some different experiences. We expect like, okay, Boba Fett, who is this, basically, be honest, second or third rate character in Star Wars. Right. I mean, he was popular, yes, very popular, but where was he in the scale of things? Just kind of like in the middle. Wasn't a main wasn't a main character. Now he's the boss. So it takes a lot to get that into our perception. We gotta understand that now the Empire's gone. Now we need a new a new leader. Luke is off on some tangent at this point. There's no Jedi. So what do we got? We got Boba Fett. And Janet. What a boss she is. A fascinating what? 20 people in about 
five minutes. I mean, that was ruthless. That was a high point for me as far as the episode. That really put a jump. Yeah. It was at the end. But I think the people that really didn't like it need to go back and watch it again because I think they will now be able to digest what's really happening. Yeah, if, if if you look at if you take a step back, you know, I mean, everybody, you know, people are in the moment. I mean, I mean, we're not going to spend you know a lot of time on what people don't like, but if, if you take a step back and look at it, I, I think it was the overall. Um, it was it was a decent piece of Star Wars work, you know. Um, it, I, I can see why in in this particular episode why the um the movies are what they are. You know, as far as like big scale, big battle type stuff, uh, big war type stuff. And what we got here was like more or less a battle in a confined type of thing. You know, uh, sure you had the Rancor, which looked really great. I mean, they spent their money on the Rancor. Man, that was awesome. Um, yeah. But I can see, you know, if, if we're talking about like some big scale type stuff, this seemed more confined to like TV, you know, if you want to call it that. Um, right. Seeing this in, in the theater would have been fine. You know, it would have been just as exciting and everything, but I see where why they spend the money that they spend on big scale IMAX stuff, which this wouldn't have been like you know, would have presented in, in in that in that element um and context and everything. But um, but I mean, if they get back to the movies and stuff, I would I would love for them to 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 do some big scale type stuff and you know make me uh, you know in in all yet and everything. Right. Oh, and, and for a fact check, uh, StarWars.com did uh, confirm that the uh, Jedi Temple they are building is the Jedi Temple that the Kylo Ren or Snoke destroys. So that has been rectified by StarWars.com. They haven't listed the planet, but that temple that he's building ends up being that giant mega temple that uh, gets destroyed in the future. So, so how, do the droid, how are those construction droids programmed like were they was data entered into them so they just knew what wrong uh, i'm not sure but i know that a lot of people asked about that and starwars.com had canon that and once again tying it further to the sequel trilogy um so yeah i mean it's just all continual which as we discussed and you know just a real final point on that part as far as negative and scores we've discussed it from the time being you really have to go back and start with the animated stuff that you watch to really when Filoni got his legs wet and doing his own thing to now and i think you have a whole new appreciation because i don't think if we watched it chrono chronologically like we did we might have not had the same appreciation although i'm a sucker i probably would have but the way we watched it and kind of tying the timeline together it makes you seem make you really understand and appreciate the work they're doing because we watch current movies now and they don't they're never this knitted together this fine the only other, the only time we've seen this is an MCU, and that's been what a twelve-year project. It's never been done. So. It's never been as tight as as well. No. I mean, I just discovered that there's a Star Wars, there's a Lucas, there's a Lucasfilm story group that covers all this. You know, you see their credits in this, you see their yeah. credits in the comics, you see their credits in like the um the novel stuff. It's the story group of like yeah. you know ten or fifteen people. Did, did you see them? Huh? We covered we covered that on that. Uh, it's it was in the beginning of the Mandalorian when they were all at the Skywalker Ranch. So it's all the authors who write the books, mm -hmm. the comics, like you're saying, and then a couple mm -hmm. actual people mm -hmm. uh, who do in the movie production. Yeah, they all meet at the Skywalker Ranch, and like they had they showed the storyboard, and it's crazy what they can do. Everything everything's all mapped out. Nobody's can off the can't nobody can step over each other on each other's toes right. and stuff. And it's still a big enough universe where stories can be told. 
I mean, I mean, this is this is crazy. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that. This is probably the only property that I've seen that had can have um um a bunch of different you know hands involved and nobody really complained to a degree that okay I want to make my own thing or whatever you know I want to make my own you know whatever but they still got to be, be adherent to the confines and storyline of it other has, stuff it has to fit the timeline it so has to fit it has to fit period yeah it has to fit it has to make sense with everything else going on you can have your own separate jet that, that launches off in some different direction but it has to somehow tie back yep tie back yeah. yeah so uh this will be a good one for you and this will be a nice interesting talking point for everybody to start on what are your thoughts on jedi master luke skywalker and what i mean by jedi master school luke skywalker is he is now basically the head of the Jedi Council, whatever's mm -hmm. left of the Jedi Council. He's not listed as a Grand Master. However, when we look at Grand Master Yoda's failings and what he led to Council to believe, it's a parallel story as far as how Luke forced Grogu into decision, which was an issue that the Jedi had under the former Grand Master. And we see at the end, as we progress to the, to the end of it and his sorrow and loss, what ends up happening to Grant to Master Luke Skywalker? Um, really, a complete story as far as how the Jedi still fail as a whole, as with Luke followed what Yoda taught him. Um, and it, I just it really hit me that when I saw him force Grogu into that decision, because as we know in Qui Gon and some of the wiser Jedi, that you don't have to make a finite choice. You can mm -hmm, mm -hmm. have more of your own individuality, such as the, the Qui-Gons and, and the Ahsokas. So I, I really liked how they played on that and how she said, you're like your father. Um, and then he had his father's in him, but he also had Yoda's teachings as he was he can, talking to Grogu. So what, what did you think about Je how they portrayed Luke, even in the sequel trilogy to even the prequels and how they netted his character all together like that? You know, it's, it's, <sighs> It's interesting to see old Luke knowing that he was bad at this. You know, that the perspective, Luke's own perspective of his teaching is that he's not good. Uh, and and he kind of has a conversation with Yoda about that he was not not great as a teacher. I, I feel like offering offering Grogu a false dichotomy, saying, you know, you basically have to pick one or the other, is, it feels forced and, and too rigid for, for a Jedi Order that really needs to be flexible to survive just because there's, there's no, you know, the Jedi have no institutional power anymore it's not like they're sitting on some you know ancient hoard of money and and force knowledge and and i think that you know this failure with grogu this failure to commit to to the jedi order existing right it's it's like they ha it's like they have to exist within luke's own parameters at this point and so i think it's something that you know obviously he's gonna fail later too i mean it, it, it's it's it they're not really showing us a lot of the cool, the good stuff Luke does, because you know it, it seems to me if I I was thinking about this, you know, this Luke Skywalker question, Luke Skywalker brings the galaxy hope. Why is that? Is it because he killed the Emperor? I don't know that that's it. So it almost feels like there's something else that has to happen between now and between Ben's fifteenth birthday in, you know, Aby what 23 or whatever that is yeah so there has to be some, luke has to do some other sort of act as a jedi to really cement his legacy because teaching ain't gonna be it seeing as how at the end of uh you know 
the end of the Skywalker saga, he has one living student, and that's <laughs> that's Ray. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, you judge judge people how you want. If I if I'm training fighter pilots and two months in, you know, at the end of the war, I have one living student. Am I a, am I a great fighter pilot trainer? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Ken? So, I think that the that that you know, Steel City is on to something with the you know you gotta Luke Luke Skywalker has to be something more than what we've already seen. There has to be some other piece because everything has fallen. The Jedi are gone, and here comes Luke out of the ashes. But he's got to do something else besides just to start the whole process over again, which failed. So something has to happen. He has to see that there needs to be a different path. And I think that's what I don't think when he's giving Grogu that decision, giving him the choice, I think he's starting that path. I think I think Grogu made the right decision. Grogu made the decision based on his emotions and where he thought his 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 power, his strength would be best served. Because what did he do? He ended up basically saving the day. He calmed the rancor, right? What if he hadn't been there? What if he hadn't been there at that moment? That rancor would have just destroyed everybody. It would have destroyed Moss Espa. It would have gone on and destroyed. I mean, it was it was on a tear. It had it had emotionally discharged itself. It no longer was bonded to Boba Fett. It was on a it was on a roll. So if Grogu wasn't there to calm it, and that's his power. He he can unscrew a bolt and knock a leg out, but really his power is over nature, over the living force, which is really important with Yoda's training and with Luke's training. So he's got he's not a fighter. He's a calm he's a calming agent. And and if he hadn't made that decision, and I think Luke felt that. Luke was like, knew he was going to take the T-shirt. He was going to take the armor and go back to Mando and not take the lightsaber because that just would have started the whole thing over again. Right? And that didn't work. That failed, ultimately. So maybe there's a lot in that moment that is really uh, sort of a uh, springboard for the new development of the Jedi. So Luke... And I'm speaking from someone that I don't know all the other stories. I haven't read about the, the, the Academy. I don't know those stories very well, but I know there's stuff there. And I know, uh, know Luke fell to the dark side multiple times and, and used the dark side a lot and made those decisions based on random uh, things that were happening in his life. But I think at this moment, Luke is doing the right thing with letting Grogu go. And, uh, you know, I think that's a very important piece that, you know, I don't know where they're going to go with this, but I think we're seeing a side of Luke Skywalker that we are not really able to see in the original trilogy. Kind of a new thing, right? So, I, I guess my question is, to, to, to Hitch's point, like, how does, how does, um, how does, the Skywalker name rang out in the galaxy too. You know, we know what we know what Skywalker has done. You know, with what we've seen him doing, how great he is, and everything. Especially with Anakin and 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 like the wars that he's gone through. You know, the the um 
the proof is in the pudding there with everything everything we've seen in Clone Wars with Anakin. So I can understand, like, you know, his name ringing out, you know, as far as, like, oh, Skywalker. When I'm thinking of Skywalker, I'm thinking of, like, Anakin because he's he's been on the battlefield. He's been, you know, through, like, the wars and all that stuff. Luke, what, where is the, the I guess that's what you got to say, where is the, the, the thing that makes him ring out? We know he, he um, you know, um, defeated like the empire and everything, but even in that, did, did was there a parade? Was there a thing that made the galaxy day? Luke Skywalker is the one that saved the day. Um, where, where, where in the lore is it that after Anakin dies, um, Luke is the one that the, the people are, you know, cheering on? It was really the end of the return, the end of Return of the Jedi that, uh, they had the kind of the parade, the fireworks, and then that really. So as you're saying, nobody physically well, that outside was with the Ewoks of, and stuff, right? Yeah, but I mean, nobody physically in this, this, and then the story kind of spread. So it became like not people knowing Luke Skywalker, but he became a legend at that point. So there was always people taught in the Outer Rim the legend of a Jedi, and that's exactly. as you even hear Raiden in the the uh, sequel trilogy of the legend of Luke Skywalker. So he was more of that like. Um, you know, your legendary character that people don't know if he's real. They've heard of a savior in the galaxy, but he's more of a folklore tale that his story's been stretched until, you know, Ray gets the excitement of, oh, so you know Luke Skywalker. And, you know, as we said, Han, you know, he, it is true. Everything's true. So he's more of a folklore character that's become sad and people have made their own stories. And, you know, and, until we get an actual series, as you're saying, that maybe be between seven or six and seven or however they do a Luke Skywalker series, it's, it's really just kind of loose kind of canon. There's, like I said, there's a book that was written, but uh I don't know if that'll be taken into account if they do a series, but yeah, there's been if, one. If, more. If, if they do that, I think they box themselves in kind of a corner because I don't think they've gotten this anime, this CGI thing down to a point where no, they can have him carry like, you know, a whole thing by himself just to explain this. Yeah. But it's not, that's not 10 years away. <clears throat> that's five years away. You know what I mean? Like we're starting to see the, the point where the technology is going to be there where they can tell those stories. And, you know, the, if Luke disappeared from the Jedi Academy he's building right now, nobody would notice. And we're told in the opening crawl of Episode 7 that his disappearance has caused an issue in the galaxy. So when I say that I don't know why he would be notable, obviously killing the Emperor. I mean, we know who Gavrilo Princip is. We know who Luke Skywalker is, I guess. In this but the disappearance of that person doesn't necessarily mean that you lose hope in the galaxy. So I think when I say that there's something else he must do, I don't mean that he wouldn't be notable as much as I mean that he wouldn't be a symbol of hope and goodness in the galaxy and his disappearance wouldn't cause such a problem. I mean, right. Gabriel Princip died of tuberculosis, everything's fine. You know what I mean? Nobody really cares. Uh, so it's, it's a very a very different role that he occupies in the culture of the galaxy. In this so my thinking is, you know... Like a leadership did, role or like... Something like that. They, they, have, they lose hope because he leaves. He must... Be do do something besides kill the emperor. If if all he is is the guy who killed the emperor, that's past ten. Right. Who cares right. About what happened to the guy that did the thing before? Right. When we talk about hope, we talk about the future. We talk about right. what's going to happen. Right. So, and, he, and he and he left. He left again because what he had started again, based on the past, failed again. So he. 
sort of banish himself from, from that. So, well, as Hitch is saying, though, too, maybe they allude to him doing more Rogue Squadron things. I mean, he wasn't really piloted at X-Wing. I mean, why not have him do an episode or two of Rogue Squadron? He really liked being in the pilot seat. So maybe that's what furthers on. You know, that was that was back to his youth, his his right. control, his his rambunctiousness, his right. uh, you know where he wasn't in control of anything, like rogue a rogue pilot, right? right. That's what rogue means. You're not, no one's got any any uh, control over you. You're not following any rules. You're rogue, and he was rogue five, so he was fifth in a line of. A few rogues. Well, we saw what happened to Rogue Five in Rogue One. Rogue right. Or Red Five gets it. Right. You know, the, the whole the whole idea of Luke Skywalker being a fighter pilot is, is almost like the cheat code because he knows what's going to happen. So he's that good. So yeah, Luke Skywalker's cheat in God mode. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. X Wing are unparalleled by anybody because there's no other force people that use the force anyway. You know, that's the force is the equalizer. It like limits what you're able to do essentially across species. Uh, I, I I really think you're there's something that needs to happen that Luke does. It's so crazy that it that it makes everybody believe in the government, right? Uh, and then the Jedi, the Jedi. So then you imagine that he has this this peak that's coming, right? When he has students, and when he is revered, and when he does these actions that make him the symbol of hope, and then discredit, discredit, discredit. Ben Solo murders everybody. And then the rise of the first quarter, right? So, you know, we still, have, we still should get this temple. But it almost makes you think, like, those droids, like, what they're doing is time stamping for you. When, when is this scene happening, right? right. If, if those droids are going to be slowly making an entire temple complex over the next decade, you'll know and it's halfway done five years, right? You'll know how people are there and what's not. Uh, there's a monument out in the west for uh, Crazy Horse, the um, uh, Native American chief, and it's so big that it's taken them 100 years to make it. So you look at the photos over 10 years to make a little, little tiny bit of problem. So you know, it, it, yeah, it's pretty cool. Hmm. Right. DP, let's get into your point. You want to discuss about some untimely deaths? Oh. All right. So Cad Bane, number one, as as um, Hitch was talking about in the beginning and everything. Um, I, we, 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 we know it's Star Wars and everything, so the probability of him coming back is very high, but I don't, I don't necessarily think I like the way that they did that, you know? Um, I would rather have him, like, escape or something like that than just, okay, you know, why, why fake a, why, you know, why, why fake to the audience a death, you know? Die by the, by the hands of Boba Fett. With a with a gaffy stick, the most the most simplistic weapon, and a very a very I mean, tied that up. You know him yeah. making the gaffy stick in the beginning and tied it back. Okay, where well, he's gonna use this to kill like you know Cad Bane, but this is this is Cad Bane here. Yeah, <laughs> but he was calling him out the whole episode. He was like, "I know you. I know the blood that runs through your veins." And I've I've dealt with your kind before. He was like taunting him the whole time. I mean, this was a a very a very nice a nicely packaged scene where the the uh, the, the evil guy who just was running his mouth the entire time got his got, got what's coming to him. 
I, I could I could not have um had my they, they could have had a whole episode with him. Corey Burt, man, he was doing his thing. He was legit. He was legit. <laughs> yeah, I was loving it. So hopefully he does come back in a future series. You know, Obi Wan or whatever. You know, um, I, back a tank, whatever. But they have. Yeah. They don't need to do that because they have so many different eras and streams of storytelling that if you put. The same character can have no plot armor in some parts and lots of plot armor in different parts. So you can have the same cafe be on Bad Batch next year and interacting with literal Boba Fett. Yeah. You can see all that stuff. If they want to show that to you, they can show it to you. And Cat Bane and Boba Fett would have plot armor because you know what happens to them later, right? It's one of the things that's interesting about the terror storytelling in the you know the present of Mandalorian is we don't really know what happens literally any of these characters uh and, and that's what makes it so exciting that's one of the reasons yeah. we see more uh yeah i'm excited to see that i want to see them flush that out now i feel like you know if we're talking about they wrote in this animated series about time during the galactic empire you see cad and Boba have interaction now There's lots and lots and lots of history you know we should even see but we should see cad and Django interact we should see that somewhere oh. right? Because there, there was something there, right? He kept yeah. calling out to his father. Right. He kept, he kept dissing his father. That's the other thing. What if somebody came up to you and started calling out your dad? You're like, wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait, really? Really? You're going to go there? I mean, I would have a little bit of, I would have a, a little bit to say about that. So he was, he was involving family. In his taunts, so I think I think it was very fitting. A gaffy stick right to the chest, twisted, to do the most, uh, or, you know, damage to the organs inside, and you know, write the guy off. Like his heart might not even be there. He's an alien. Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, think personally. I, I don't. I don't think he's dead. I mean, I think they'll bring him back, and maybe Boba hires him. I mean, he works. He's a he's a paid bounty hunter, so. Maybe that he spares his life, you know. Maybe there's a life debt. I don't know as far as the bounty hunter's creed. If you were to, you know, bring him back, will there be a life debt there? Uh, I, I think we haven't seen the last of Bane, personally. Um, I'd like to see him, you know, like I said, team up with, you know, with him. I mean, it only makes sense. If you're going to take Mando out the series, you got Cad Bane carrying him. I mean, it, it really is like a new crew, you know. As we uh -huh. see in Star Wars, there's always a crew. He has his crew. Bring Hondo yeah. in. I mean, you literally can take out, you know, Din, and then to be able to have him literally carry his own series at this point now, based on the characters that are out there. So, you know, I'd like to see him. I mean, and you know, as we as we saw the ending there, it's obviously the Marshal is uh, is going to get some upgrades there. So With the mod, they brought the mod yeah. tattoo parlor into the back of the tank. So, so he's about to get he's about to get fixed up here. Sign <laughs> me up. How much does that cost? What is that? Fifty bucks an hour? <laughs> Let's do some upgrades. Bring you back to life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they did a great job tying stuff back up. I even to the point where um you know Mando was like um where Boba asked him um if he wanted to if he sure if he was sure he wanted to go and leave and everything because he didn't have to stay. <clears throat> you know, Mando was like, no, I'm going to stay here. You know, I made a promise I'm going to stay. Um, and, you know, Boba was like, well, you know, what's going on with that? And Mando was like, that's part of my creed. That's 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 just it. I just, just, that's, this is the way and everything. And Boba was like, 
well, you're going to stick to that? <laughs> you know, you can still go. <laughs> you don't have to die here for me, you know. And, man, yeah, the way can go that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everything that we've seen in, like, the um, episode, the, 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 um, the one episode, um, tied back to that, you know, it made us. It, remi- it reminded us how how um, dedicated and um, how dedicated Mando was to his principles and beliefs and everything. You know, so that was a great way to tie that back in, and it gave us a reason as to why Mando stuck around. You know, so um, I appreciated that. You know, element of storytelling, like you know, like I said, this whole episode is, is a tie up, and it did a great job tying everything up. While I would have preferred more episodes to play some stuff out, it just does it does a great job tying stuff up. It needed maybe maybe I would have liked two more episodes. I like the idea of the two parter. I always like those when um, you know one of my favorite TV series ever is Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and they were very very into the two part finale. Like you knew when the season finale was coming up series finale you know whatever you knew it was always going to be a two-parter and i really like those and i i would have liked that but i would like an extra one so this episode we just watched which was the last episode should have been one but then the next one should have been a two-part yeah i could dig it yeah i'd like to have seen you know the marshal come back and you know the pike syndicate like like we said that was kind of easy they kind of they kind of got rid of them kind of easy. So I yeah, we didn't really get to spend enough time with the Pikes to to really just like okay know who they were, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. What was their game? What was their end game? You're like, right. who are these right. people? You we know, know that they're, they're the heroin dealers. That's all. It's they're just standing they're for heroin the, dealers, and you got the tail goldfish. They're they're the ruthless side. goldfish, they're like beta fish, right? They smack up against the wall. They just you don't want to mess with them. Bleed green. They're from I don't know some planet that's mostly water, I guess. Whatever. The pikes. Obsidian mountains, obsidian mountains on their planet. That uh, the the uh, the major. What what is that guy's name? What's that Twilix's name? Major Domo. Yeah. No, he's great. His line. That that whole scene where he's he's selling himself as the negotiator. I mean that was great. I mean those lines were perfectly written. It was a that was a great interaction between him and Boba Fett, and and the Twilic and the Pike negotiator, whatever. I mean that was some great Star Wars scenery right there. And that's what everything was about. It was funny. It was serious. There was a lot in the balance there. How this was going to go. I like that whole scene where he's like, oh, and I'm going to read this for these uh, negotiations for surrender, and how much am I going to pay? Oh, nothing. <laughs> like, uh, you know, um, uh, I mean, was, how would you like to? <laughs> like to that was great. That was yeah, a yeah, great delivery. That. That, if we that saw was, that on the big screen, that would have been the moment in, in the film moment, where yeah. it was a huge turn in, in the whole plot of the story where now, uh-oh, uh-oh, the, you know, what's going to happen now? And that started the big, the big fight. The That's when we got the jetpack. Yeah. And it was, you yeah. know, that Mandalorian vengeance I was talking about. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. Plenty of that to go around here. Really awesome gunfight. So why didn't they use the jetpack more? 
What do you not know about that jetpack where they couldn't have just, they started with it, they came down on the ground, that didn't work out, you know, there's too much high ground going on, too many, why didn't they just lift off again? I don't don't get it. Maybe they tried to make them realistic and like, you know, everybody's under the illusion it doesn't have unlimited fuel, right? Maybe they wanted to put that off that they only had so much, because every story, you know, everybody has unlimited bullets. Yeah. You know, I don't know how many guns, Adam Westerns, John Wicks, we've seen that dies. We all know how many clips, guns or bullets are in a clip, and these guys have unlimited ammo. So maybe they try to make it realistic that they just can't keep flying uh, away. It's a jetpack, and it runs on money in the production budget. <laughs> and when it runs out, it's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only has so much of it to you. How are we feeling about Grogu for real, for real? I mean, I, I, know, uh, I know he's cute and cuddly, and that one scene with, with him and, you know, the – um. The rancor and everything cuddling up together. I mean, I was like, okay, this is going to be the moment and everything. No. But how are we feeling about him back in the in, in everything? You know, um, I'm not a fan personally. <laughs> but it's I mean, I, I it's the tie-in between the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett. It's a tie-in plus yeah. the new Jedi. Number one, I understand what you're saying, you know, and that's fine for like the audience and everything. Um, but I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm not- glad he didn't get the saber. I'll say that. I'm glad he didn't get Yoda's saber based on his character. Because he's he's a little bit, you know, he's not serious enough. The comic relief part. I just felt like Yoda's saber means more to to Jedi and to the Order than to give it to him. So well, I was well, glad. Well, a couple points. Number one, how does Luke feel about this little guy leaving? <laughs> you know, how does he feel about that? You know, and number two, I don't know if I necessarily want to see another whole season with with Mando, Mando and Roku. You know, I don't. Um, I, I don't. I don't. I, I, I like him in um, in bits and chunks and stuff, and I'm sure he's there. It just seems like Disney is bringing him in or Lucasfilm or whatever knows what they have on their hands, so they felt that they got to bring him back into the fold. And he was the last thing I expected to see in the Boba Fett series, but. It makes sense. They made everything make sense and stuff, but still, I'm like, wow, really? You know, he sort of like took over. Like you, he was the reason why the the Rancor stopped rampaging and all that stuff. Like you know, Rose came in there, like you know, Rose came in there like to save the day, um, and sort of like again overtook like you know Boba Fett's um um thunder and everything, if you want to call it. So I'm not, I, I don't know if I necessarily want to see season three of Mandalorian, uh, just him and Grogu just, you know, doing the same thing over again. But, but, gonna be but season two, he was, season two, he was looking for the Jedi, man. So there was like this quest, this like this destination point, but now he's just a Mandalorian. They're just Mandalorians. They're doing Mandalorian things out there in the, in the galaxy. They need to, they need to forge Grogu some armor. They have you know this this thrust to live right and so it's a little different because there's i mean if i'm mando i'm not thinking about giving giving baby g back right i'm not gonna do that hey i i i'm I'm, the way they put themselves in in this corner it makes sense no you're his dad and everything so why would you want to give him up and if he's back no, you're you're not saying okay. I need to 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 send you off to back to Luke or whatever. No, you're with me. You chose me. You didn't choose Luke. You chose me. So you know, I understand. You know, if, if that's where they want the story to go, I'm fine with it. You know, I, I'm just saying that. You know, I I, I personally don't necessarily want to see. Um, I'm I'm adverse to. It. I'm not saying I don't want to see because he's a great little 
you know, cute character and everything. But I, I guess if I'm thinking on season three, I'll, I'll want to see him more searching for his, his, you know, the other Mandalorians and get a little bit more history as far as that. You know, I, I'm just a Mandalorian fan, and I don't think Grogu sort of like fits, fits all that. They tied it off, though, pretty well as far as why he doesn't need trained by Luke. I mean, he's how many years, 100 years old, and Luke unlocked his mind. So it was similar to, like, the Ray story, that he had some kind of training in him. And once Luke unlocked his mind, it kind of sped up that time frame. To, maybe Luke saw that he didn't need to train him. Maybe he was so far as far as an advanced Padawan based on how right. old he was that he doesn't need training. I mean, you see how easy he picked it up once right. his mind was unlocked. So Right, because he said it's no, it, it's more like he's remembering. Yeah. Right. And so that's, that's their cop-out from the training, yeah. That's their cop-out that he's yeah. already so trained. maybe Asuka in her series, when it comes out, will help to make this all make sense because she she seems to understand. She she knows what's going on. Who is her teacher? The her teacher was Jedi. was was the, Anakin. Yeah, the ultimate yeah. Jedi. The 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 reason this whole story, everything, the reason this whole thing that we're talking about is Anakin Skywalker, and who is she directly influenced by? So she has knowledge that we don't even know yet. Like she has ideas and theories that we don't even know yet because she she fought beside him, she trained beside him. I think she had a crush on him. So there was a lot of emotion. So when her series comes out, I think we're gonna get a lot of feeling. I think we're gonna connect the dots here. I, I hope that, we're having I right hope now. that Luke and the Soka conversation, just a conversation. How was your dad? How was my dad? How? You know? Yes. You know, um, yes. Tell me about you know things he did like this. How was he really like? You know, I didn't know him. You know, she just breaks it all down. That would be such a that's a bottle episode just waiting. Oh, to happen. You not think we're gonna see that in the Filoni verse? <laughs> we are gonna see that. We are gonna see it, and we're gonna be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That's why this all happened. What are, what are the odds? I know we, this is later on down the line. It's not scheduled. But what if we get that Vader series and it gives her her saber back? Like, how, how iconic would that be? Oh, I'm sorry. From that scene, from that scene the ending. From the ending. He still has her, right? Because we know, and if you haven't seen it, um, the trailer for or the poster of um, on May 25th, the Obi-Wan series, the lightsaber in his hand is Anakin's. So that's not his lightsaber. That's he has his on his belt, and he has Anakin's in his hand. So, so what if we that get about, right? We'll find out in a few months. It looks like right. Hooray. For all our nerds out there, more more content, more money. So I, I don't have another debit card to, to hand Disney right yet, but uh, we'll get it ready for him. I can put it out at least now, so I don't have to waste an extra month. But look, uh, he's got money. Yeah, yeah. I mean they, they they got it. So hopefully, I, hopefully we I get complain all I want. I'm not canceling my Disney subscription. No way. I paid for it for the year, so I'm not. <laughs> I, don't, right. I, I don't. I don't think they do refunds, so I, I think it's they okay. Don't. In between the it's in right. between the brand new Star Wars TV shows that I've been begging for for the last I don't know, 38 years and counting now, right? Between that, you know, I guess that I guess their capture of every single episode of The Simpsons ever will have to tide me over. Right. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean. 
a lot of a lot of things as we discussed you know we uh, there's rogue one watch through so yeah guys please stay tuned as we have a ton of content coming for you um so we'll always be here and we want to get back to some of those debates as well when we talk about luke um we, we can we're going to do some episodes based on just kind of our thoughts on where this character goes and maybe maybe do some you know like boba fett episodes where you know with the character we kind of bring full circle the character and have a debate on what we think about him, what we thought, how his growth is, where we'll go in the future. So all, all sorts of things. So guys, please stay tuned as there is a lot more content till we get to our uh, premiere of the evening of May 25th, when we see uh, our next series. Um, Can't wait. You know, Obi-Wan. So Can't definitely wait. guys, I got a lot of stuff planned for you throughout this time. Um, before we finish up here, uh, Kendo, as we finalize, I guess, you know, Boba Fett here and look, I mean, we obviously know what's coming forward. What is your takeaway from the ending as far as we know the Marshall's alive? I know we discussed, we want to see more of it. Where do you want to see Boba Fett? Uh, you know, if it's the second chapter of this book, of these, you know, these inner chapters or whatever, we're going to see the second, uh, the second act we'll say of the, the book well, of Boba Fett. Where do you want you to see what? him? I see him getting control back getting a good get, getting a good hand on control of Moss Espa and Moss Eisley and controlling the planet of Tatooine and I see him influencing other systems and I see him you know um, you know maybe the the planet next door might want to get a part of that hey we want that same sort of content and and you know uh, you know safety we want to know that we're in the right hands. We don't want to know that someone, our leader is looking out for our best interests because think about it. That's what we want. Don't we want our leaders to think about our best interests and not like betray us just because, you know, stuff isn't going their way. What did he say? He said, Moss, he said, Moss Espa, it, these are my people. I'm not going to betray them. He said that. What did he do? He did not betray them. He did not leave. I think they're building Boba Fett to be a really strong human character. You know, just something that we're all looking for right now. And I'd like to see that spread to, in the outer rims because that was always an area of the galaxy that was sort of a sort of a, a shit mess. Excuse my language. I mean, it was a mess. The Empire didn't know how to control it. The Huts didn't know how to control it. Maybe Boba Fett knows how to, you know, attach himself to it and get the Outer Rim under control. So it's not the Outer Rim anymore. Now it's the Inner Rim. Now it's the, the new center of the galaxy, the new hope. You know, the thing that's always, always being talked about in Star Wars is a hope, a dream, something that we're trying to aspire for to so that we're not we don't feel like we're being, you know, oppressed. Right. We're not being stomped on. Because what, what's the common theme? The empire, the new order, always stomping on something. We don't want that anymore. Maybe Boba Fett is the, the new hope. Maybe he is hope. That, that's what I'd like to see. The ties are kind. Yes. Yeah. What about you, Hitch? My takeaway is that, you know, they're ordering this in a way that means they can go in any direction they want. And that's great. It means that I don't know what they're going to do in any given week because they can have these deep bench of characters. They can pull 
from on any of these shows. And now they have these other relationships they can look into in the past or in the future. So I think that they're really playing shortstop and they can go in any direction that they'd like. And that makes me happy. I'm looking forward to Obi-Wan. What about you, DP? Um, I, I sort of agree with Hitch. You just don't know where they're going to go with this. But if we're talking about strictly, you know, Boba, um, I, I would, you know, like to see him get up out of Tatooine and, you know, like Ken was saying, go across like the, the different parts of the region and everything. And we see him and Fennec Shan, you know, on different adventures and stuff. So that would be decent to see. Yeah. And I echo you as well. I'd like to see him leave kind of a. Uh, you know, your Pacific Rim reference, you know, they've already, you know, the battles ta- happened on his planet. So I'd like to see him actually take it to the Pikes. Let's go after the Pikes and let's end it, right? Because essentially the Pikes are the Trade Federation and Boba wants to run the Outer Rim. So in, t- in order for you to run the Outer Rim, you have to finish off the Pikes. So I'd like to see him and Fennec Shan and his crew actually go after the Pikes and make this a real war. The Power Rangers. The right? Power Rangers. Yeah, take Mod the whole squad. crew. The Mod Squad, you know, everybody. So, uh, yeah, you know, but there's once again with the Star Wars universe and with Filoni and them in charge, you know, you, you don't know a, a given episode what you're going to get, which is a great thing. We've been on suspense here for seven weeks, not knowing what we're going to get. The surprises, the ups and downs. I mean, it's been crazy. I will say, you know, I didn't expect to see Din, didn't expect to see Grogu. I oh never thought I'd oh see Cad Bane. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, so. You know, it's definitely been a home run ride, definitely been great. And and as Hitch says, on, uh, you know, May 25th, I mean, I can't even imagine. Can't even imagine. Hopefully we get a trailer here Super Bowl Sunday, but I won't hold my breath. Maybe May the 4th with it coming up sooner. So, I so can't wait to hear the music. Early. The music. Oh, the scores. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to do this Ludwig guy, if they're going to bring John Williams back to uh, to do that. Um, but Happy birthday, you know, John, case. by the way. Yeah, happy, yeah, happy birthday, John. But, uh, yeah, guys, like I said, excited. Glad everybody's here to tune in with us. And um, until next week, guys, and we get in some new stories and some other discussions here, this is the way. This is the way. This is the way.